In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Welcome, everybody. Happy holidays, all that good stuff. Uh, this is the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Dale Luganville. Let's keep it rolling. Keep that train rolling. Keep liking, keep sharing, keep uh, subscribing. Um, share it all around. You know anybody that's into the podcast? Podcasting is blowing up, everybody. It's just blowing up. So if you know somebody that listens to Outdoor Podcast, uh, do me a big favor. Let them know about me. Let them know about the show. And uh, we'll keep keep growing, keep this thing trucking, keep getting great guests, giving you, bringing you more and better content. That's that's the goal, right? You want to hear, you want to hear it. I want to give it to you. So let's just keep it rolling. I appreciate it. Do all the things. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, full scale underscore outdoors. Uh, Daily Mail, Snapchat. A new email. I had. Uh, buggy about this for a while just so it get hardwired in your brain so it is dale luganville at fullscaleoutdoors.com so pretty easy to remember you can uh, send all your uh, love letters and hate mail <laughs> and uh, whatever it is you know if there's a guest that you know somebody and and listen people this doesn't like i will talk to just about anybody if it's somebody that doesn't even have anything that they're trying to push or they're trying to be in the outdoor industry it's just somebody you know that is a good conversationalist and they love the outdoors whether it's hunting or fishing or foraging or whatever it might be maybe they're just a really good uh wild game chef or something you know it could just be a buddy like it doesn't have it it doesn't have to be anything like that if if they're just a good conversationalist and you think they would be interesting and other people find them interesting hey send them my way send me an email like uh, or pass my email out if they're interested and and they want to talk and sit down you know if you don't want to do a formal Hell, come on, be a guest on one of our flight companion podcasts. That'd be that'd be great. So, let's get to this one. Here we go. This is the third in our three part. Not really a three part, but I had like three in a row uh, interviews with uh, women in the outdoor industry, 
And uh, this is the third one. They took over December, and I couldn't be happier about it. So thank you very much, ladies. So here we go. Today's episode, I have um, Captain Angie Scott, who is a part of a fellow part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective with her podcast, Woman, Angler, and Adventure. Um, so definitely go uh, check that out, subscribe to that, like all her stuff on social media. And um, she had a little bit of time to, to sit down and talk before she had to jet off to the airport. And I appreciate it, Angie. It was a great conversation. And I hopefully we can work together more in the future. Uh, she's from Minnesota, based in Nashville. And hopefully I can get down there because I love Nashville. And uh, she's got a really fun thing planned that I definitely want to crash and uh, I'm not going to spoil it. You're just going to have to listen to find out, but it more likely involves alcohol and maybe microphone, but <laughs> we'll see. Maybe some singing. Okay, everybody, it's it's karaoke, all right? It's it's karaoke or karaoke, however you want to say it, and it's going to be on boat, and that sounds awesome, and I want to do it. So <laughs> maybe we'll take a big caravan of Minnesota people down there and just take over. Ah, oh, damn, that'd be fun. So, yeah, give it a listen. Appreciate all you. You guys have been great. Let's keep it rolling. This is the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast with Captain Angie Scott. (laughs) Oh, here we go, boys. that sound this is a good one I just always, I just hit record and just start talking. (laughs) I do do the same thing. So, Captain Angie. Yeah. How long have you been a captain? Um, Almost a year. So, hasn't been really long. Just got my captain's license. How is it going? Good. Um, I was fortunate enough to get a demo boat from Quest Pontoons this year. I saw that. I was looking at your website. Yeah. Oh, she's guiding out of a pontoon. Yeah. And uh, it's. I didn't get it until after 4th of July this year, so it was kind of later in the season. So I did a few charters, and I'm not doing, like, fishing guide stuff. Just, oh, okay. Just doing charters, like taking people out on the pontoon. Oh, and just showing them around the lake yeah. and stuff like that? Oh, okay. So we're, we're in Nashville, and it's a pretty big tourist city, a lot of bachelorette That's parties. Putting it mildly. <laughs> Have you been? I have been one yeah. time. I okay. loved it. It was great. Yeah. Everybody who goes there loves it. Yeah. It was, in fact, that actually, and this wasn't planned. I'm drinking out of the Loveless Cafe. Oh, nice. Cup. Yeah. Famous biscuits. Yes. They were pretty good. <laughs> oh my God. Pimento cheese. Um, but yeah, a lot of people come down and they just want to have a good time out on the lake. Uh, a lot of bachelorette parties, stuff like that. So I did about five or six this year. Just kind of figuring it out and deciding what you know where to go yeah yeah there's party cove on percy priest lake which is where little big town filmed the video for pontoon so people love to 
go see that and Redneck Yacht Club was mm. a song that was written about one of the marinas Craig out Morgan. there. Uh-huh. And that video was filmed on that lake too. So I kind of just show people around and whatever they want to do. If, and I have had a few people have wanted to fish. And so I'll, you know, I'll take you out if you want to fish, sure. but I'm not going to guarantee Promise you anything. anything. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do much fishing yourself down there? I do, yeah. I try. I joined the team Nashville Bassmasters, which is nice. a local bass club. Right now, I'm the only female in in the club. So, but the guys have been awesome, and we do once a month tournaments as a team. It's a boater and a co angler yep. get paired up with. Yep. So it's been a really good way to learn. Because I grew up here in Minnesota, and I grew up fishing walleye mostly, and panfish, crappie, bluegill, stuff like that. But there's not really. Well, there's no walleye in Percy Priest, so I've been kind of forced to figure out a different species to go after. I assume there's a few reservoirs in Tennessee that have y walleye. There are, yeah. And Old Hickory, which is also outside of Nashville, is where the world record walleye was caught. Oh, so well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't gotten over there yet, um, but this one reservoir I really like is south of Nashville called uh, no Normandy. And I'd, I'd taken a guide out on that lake, and he put me on my first Tennessee walleye ever. Oh, cool. So then when I got my first pontoon, which is also a quest, but it's a little 16-foot pontoon, I took that down there and just, you know, hoping to boat my first walleye in Tennessee on, the, on my own boat. And it was awesome. Very first catch, it was like a 27-inch oh, walleye. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> What's the, are the techniques down there similar? I think so. Um, he he has walleye rigs that he makes himself, but it's you know a bunch of beads and some spinner blades, and you can change out the blade color, you know, and then it's just a crawler harness, and then we just troll with those um, yeah, in so about 14 feet of water or so. Pretty similar. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's so. not my style of fishing. <laughs> <laughs> really? What's yeah, your people, style? Well, it's just um, people um, – the subscribers of Full Scale Outdoors know I like I rag on walleye fishing all the time, ah. <laughs> tongue in cheek. But personally, as not I'm not a troller. Like ah. I just I get bored. I get bored. I'm I'm more the bass fishing. I love. Oh, it's more okay. target oriented. You know, like each cast is you mm -hmm. know your intent on that one cast and what's going on. Right. And then you know you reel in. You either catch fish or you don't. You reel in, and then you're paying attention to that next cast. And it's you know, yeah. For me, it feels like I'm more directly linked to. It's just more engaging, yeah. actively engaging than, you know, sitting there. And I get I get the argument some people have made. It's like, well, if you're trolling, right. And I would, and I would argue if you're the captain of the boat, it's you're doing something because you're following your mm -hmm. electronics and you're maybe following weed lines or contour lines or whatever it is. Right. Now you're you're paying attention, but anybody else in the boat's just like sitting back just and waiting, waiting for, for a rod to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's just not well, really my style. Have you ever done much fly fishing? Yeah, I have. Okay, because yep. that's very yes, engaged. Yes, I, I enjoy. Like. I very much enjoy fly fishing. I don't. I haven't done it honestly in years. Mm -hmm. uh, just it's just not time for everything. Right. You know, and I'm a part of a bass club too. Same cool. thing. Bass sanctioned club. Mm -hmm. Boater, non-boater. We have two women in our club. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, they're all really good sticks. It's really competitive. It's interesting to see like the, you know, event in every event. Like the the weights are always pretty 
pretty close. It's really pretty tight usually in our club. So well, it's it's a lot different down there uh, culturally. Like I've noticed, there's just up here. You know, it's more of everybody's getting outdoors and it's a family thing. So you see a lot more women out. But in Nashville, it's very rare really that I'll see a female out on the boat. And if I do, it's almost always she's like out with her husband she may or may not be fishing you know so um kind of I've been trying to get connected with more women in my area that fish and uh we have an opportunity we're actually doing a live podcast this year from the Nashville Boat Show which is the first weekend in January and as part of that we're reaching out to other female anglers in the area and bringing them in to feature them on that show and it's been cool because i've been discovering like turning over more and more i'm like yeah. okay i'm not the only one there's well, I, I, I i'm a little surprised by it just because you know if based on only social media alone you know you get a lot of the you know forgive me if this offends anybody but like the the redneck country girl mm-hmm. kind of you mm-hmm. know you see those pictures a lot on social mm-hmm. media and they're and their boots and their bass fishing and maybe those are just all stage photos i have Probably. no idea <laughs> but i mean it i don't i guess i had the maybe false impression that yeah i mean more I, women were into the outdoors in the south than, at least from what i've seen and maybe it's different in other parts of tennessee because nashville's a very different kind of area in it's tennessee. a melting pot because yeah. you know a lot of people well obviously a lot of people go in there for the music right but there's a lot of other industry in Nashville too. That I mean, it's a, yeah. a big hub for a lot of things. Isn't it a tech hub too? Isn't there a few tech companies down well, there? Well, I know Amazon is just opening there, okay. like a big. That's kind of a big deal. Um, a lot of companies are re- relocating from New York to Nashville because the taxes are a lot cheaper. So there's a lot of variety there now. Yeah, but. it was it was pretty bustling when I was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you have a background in music, or you just yeah, work in the well, industry. Yeah, that was what initially drew me down to Tennessee is I was going to the University of Minnesota and my ultimate goal was to work in the music business. It was either I was either going to go for business or I was going to go like almost the complete opposite route and try to get involved in like natural resources and because oh, I'm so sure. drawn to the outdoors. But I ended up choosing business with the ultimate goal of wanting to work in the music industry. And then I found out that there were actually schools that had music business programs. And I was like, well, that's what I need to do because <laughs> it's already competitive enough to get your foot in the door. Yeah, I've always said that about when people, you know, you go to Nashville as a musician to chase that dream. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the place to do it, but it almost sounds like you're purposely putting a little fish in a big pond. You know right. what I mean? Like we're dropping it right into the piranha tank. I mean, it, it's that's where everybody's going. Like how it's yeah. got to be so hard to stand out. It depends on what your path is to um like I know a guy, you might know him actually. I don't know. His name's Troy Castellano. He lived in this area. Um actually he's actually more like familiar. Harris area. Okay. But we had a mutual friend through high school and he was uprooting his family from minnesota to go down move to nashville to be a songwriter how many years ago was that um i think he's been down there i want to say at least three years hasn't been super long okay a thousand maybe it's but not if you've ever heard the the minnesota rusco commercial 
Minnesota Roscoe. Oh, yeah. That's Troy. <laughs> oh, right on, that Troy. <laughs> boy. So, yeah, so he's been down there trying to make it happen, and he's been, I mean, it's hard for anybody because songwriting in Nashville is so, it's so competitive and almost political. And so oh, I can only imagine. It's more based on who you are, who you wrote with, than the actual quality of the song. But Troy's been getting an after getting after it every day and getting some little cuts here and there and i mean it's yeah i I've, i honestly i haven't listened to commercial radio in so long because mm-hmm. i just I'm not a fan of the new stuff that's coming out i mean <laughs> every once in a while you get a couple good yeah. ones a good catchy one somebody will turn me on to but and actually i think it might be starting to moderate a little bit if that's the right word yeah like, you know maybe i'm a i'm specifically speaking of country music uh-huh. and i know there's more than just country that comes out of nashville but um yeah i was a fan of the the old stuff and and the new stuff that's just not on the radio then on you know mm-hmm. sturgill simpson cody jinx oh yeah that Love kind of stuff guys. oh man yeah it's good that's just good music it, exactly and it's, it's not it's not uh mass produced you know they're not trying to just make the equation you know mm, right. which is There's what it seems like hit songs they all you could you could mash up almost every hit song in the last 10 years together like the same chord progression mm, yeah. the same every like probably it's ridiculous. i think people have actually done that <laughs> I, I, I saw a video yeah. where they melded like yeah. 15 songs together and it's like yeah, yeah. It's well, ridiculous. like cody jinks and those guys are authentic and you know it's only a matter Very of time much. i think before that stuff starts filtering through i think it is a little bit um and again this is how out of touch i am with that didn't mean to make this a music <laughs> podcast but whatever this is what happens on this show um if I think of what his name is now, uh, there's one something Morgan like cover, oh, yeah. cover me up. Yep, he. That's a good. Jason Isbell. That's a pretty good tune. Well, so that was written by Jason Isbell. Kind of funny story about that song. I didn't know that song, um, but I got lucky enough to get paired up with Gerald Swindle for the Bassmaster Classic this past oh, year. Oh, nice. Um, on practice day. And so he finds out I'm from Nashville, and we spent the whole day talking about music. And I live on a houseboat on Percy Priest, and Percy Priest is a lyric in that song. And and he said, Yes, it is. Yeah. And he said, You need to listen to that song, you know. And then yeah, Morgan Whalen said. I got my phone right here. I can probably figure there's out. a couple guys with Morgan. Yeah, there's a couple names, Morgans so going on. Mixed up, but yeah, he's got a really. Yep, you're good right. Morgan Whalen or yeah. Wallen. Whalen. Wallen. Yep. Yeah, probably. So. And um, so that's one man band, Old Dominion. That was a pretty good one. I got a couple of the newer ones on my phone here. That you know, <laughs> obviously, "Beautiful Crazy" by Luke Holmes is a huge song. Mm-hmm. I like that oh, one too. Yeah. But so there's there's a couple bright spots yeah. in the new music, and maybe it is. Maybe they're starting to catch on, like. I know a lot of people that are like me. They they listen to more, you know, iHeartRadio or Pandora. Mm-hmm. They're not really listening so much, to, you know, turning their radio on because right. it is just the same old, same old. And hopefully the industry is like, we're going to die in the vine if we don't make some adjustments <laughs> yeah, here and, and start getting a little bit more variety in, in the sound. And it's, I mean, it, I get it. There's money to be made there, you know, with the Luke Bryan, Taylor Swift mm-hmm. kind of uh, equation, but... Yeah, Money's so not everything. So <laughs> I I uh I went to school and I ended up working getting a job right after I graduated. Uh I went to Middle Tennessee State, which is south of Nashville, like a half hour. And I got a job at a booking agency, uh one of the biggest booking agency. We had 
artists like uh, Zach Brown Band and Tim McGraw and Shania Twain, Dixie Chicks, wow. like all the like really big names. So it was it was pretty awesome. I worked there for 16 years, and then uh, just back in February, um, they actually elim- did some changes with technology and whatnot, and ended up eliminating my department. So what did you what did you do in the process of the you know, in music. I I oversaw the contracts department, so every time they would book a show, there was contracts involved, and we had to get deposits and stuff like that. So I oversaw kind of that whole process. Had a few people that worked on the team, and um, and that was cool, you know. But sixteen years is a long time yeah, to do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So uh, I kind of rekindled my love for fishing and boating and. Uh, had bought my pontoon and was getting more and more into that and decided to start a podcast just a little over a year ago. Yeah, so what brought that about? What was the... Um, Well, I'd actually done a songwriting podcast with a friend of mine I was a co-host on, so that kind of introduced me to the whole podcast World. world. He did all the editing and all of that, and then I just, I would do some segments and stuff, and um, and that was fun. Uh, but it was a lot of work, and you know when you have a full time job, it's hard. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard to keep up with, and we were we were only doing episodes every other week, but it seemed like it was just constant, you know. And so anyway, that was my first exposure, and then I kind of knew like my job was going to be ending at some point, and I was like, what could I do that I'm passionate about that. Maybe I could build into something, you know, that I could take. And uh, if that happened, you know, I'd already have the groundwork laid. And so as I took a podcasting course and learned how to do all the other side of it that I didn't mm-hmm. have to do. And initially, I had the idea of doing a podcast called It Pays to Fish. And I just wanted to feature people who made a living in the fishing industry. Oh, that's pretty cool, actually. Like all different aspects yeah. of it, you know. And so one of my first guests was Casey Scott, who does all the artwork for Hook Gear. Like, uh, Oh, yeah, he's a busy dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's super talented, too. And then I had Troy Lindner on um, to talk about all the things he you had does. Al on not yeah, too long yeah, ago. Yeah, we had Al on not too long There's ago. There's not too many times I get jealous listening to people with... <laughs> And I was like, shit. But then I've never reached out to him either. So right. Who knows? Maybe he'd come on. He, I'm sure he would. He's <laughs> a super, super nice guy. He's been really super supportive I of what to. we're doing. Yeah, that's, it was actually a really so, good episode. I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. And uh, so if people don't know, uh, both your show, the um, Women, Woman the, Adventure and Angler. The, close. Right? The Woman Angler and Angler Adventure. Adventure. Yep. I get <laughs> Um Yeah, so we're both a part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective. Yeah which just hit a million yeah, con- cumulative downloads. Congratulations. Yeah. I feel like I had yeah. a little tiny yeah. part. I bet mine play. was even tinier. <laughs> <laughs> but hey. Can't get to a million without 10, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to start somewhere. Ew. No, but that's pretty cool. I, yeah. And I, I like it feeds into the that collective mentality. You know, I was mm-hmm. um, looking on your, your website today, and you have one of my favorite quotes in there, high tide rises all shit. You know, yeah. raises all ships, and I just love that. And that's yep. kind of our, you know, I was telling you earlier with the, the three podcasts here in Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, we're not competitors. Right. We just, you know, I go on their show, they come on mine, we do stuff together. We just did one, all three of us, you know, the other week. And uh, 
Yeah, we're just we're just in it together. Yeah. We're, we're stronger together than we are apart. Right. So and that's our. So we started as pays to fish. It kind of morphed into the woman angler and adventure because I realized there wasn't really any other podcasts out there that were like dedicated to inspiring women to get more involved in fishing and hunting and the outdoors. And uh, and so I eventually you know made that tr- transition. And then my co-host, who is uh, heads up wisconsin women fish which is kind of you've probably heard of women anglers in minnesota there that's like the wisconsin group that she started 15 years ago barb carey and she called me out of the blue one day she was actually a guest on my pays to fish podcast and then i kind of went to her for advice when i was looking to you know changing the direction a little bit and she called me out of the blue one day and said, hey, would you like a co-host on the show? And I was like, yes. Yes, yes, I <laughs> Definitely. would. Definitely. <laughs> so it's kind of just taken off from there, but um, uh, kind of lost my train of thought. That happens. <laughs> you see a rabbit hole, just yeah, take it. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of running down ra- different <laughs> rabbit holes. Um, but, but yeah, it's it's been awesome, and it that's one of our uh, – kind of slogans on the show is we're better together yeah yeah and there's room for everybody you know right now more than ever i've been hearing all these women talking about starting podcasts Do it. and basically doing the same mm-hmm. exact thing that we're doing and every now and then i'm kind of like oh yeah you gotta kind of fight the <laughs> urge no i i yeah. get exactly what you're saying and uh, even though i'm working you know uh, with doug and patrick's patrick's olsen here in the state you know, we don't see each other as competitors, but at first, I mean, I'll be honest, it's like, oh crap, there's another one in Minnesota. Like mm-hmm. that's going to make my job that much harder, you know, to try to stand out. And, you know, once I got to know him, we, we which was pretty quickly, you know, he's like, Hey, you want to, he actually contacted me. He's like, you want to come on the podcast? And I was like, heck yeah. Like yeah. it just, why wouldn't I want to tap into his network? Right. You know, yeah, that's only going to help me. Exactly. And obviously he's contacting me cause he needs content and he wants to tap into my network. And it's like, Okay. And we've talked to, you know, we've ran into multiple people that are fans of both shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the other thing is, you know, yeah, this woman over here might start a podcast doing pretty much the same thing, but that's only going to bring more exposure, more audience than they might find our podcast. It's just more content. I mean, as a consumer, if you're into that subject matter, right, you're going to search for it everywhere you can find Mm -hmm. it. And one show is probably not going to be enough. I mean, if you, if you're a Star Wars fan, you don't not go see the new Star Trek that comes out. <laughs> like, if you're a sci-fi fan, you're going right. to watch every sci-fi thing that, that's yeah. available. So there's and room. There's like room for everything. how many online marketing podcasts are there? Yeah, you know? right. So, <laughs> and I listen to several of them. So right. I probably yeah. should listen to some. Cause <laughs> <laughs> marketing genius, I am not. Yeah, it's um, tough. Yeah, it is. I mean, for me, the podcast thing, the hardest part for me was uh, remains is just lining up guests, scheduling guests, getting guests, you know, mm-hmm. just getting yeah. consistent content. Yep. It's just, it's a, it's, we're, you just got to keep Now that I've been putting full time into it, which we've still not gotten to a point where we're making money by right. any means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I do, you know, I do have my captain's license, so I'm building up to do more charters next year. I actually have a really cool idea that's going to be uh, pontoon karaoke. 
Nice. Yeah. You let me know. I'm down. <laughs> okay. You know, seeing as you're in the Nashville, you know, yeah. you're in the music business. I don't mean to brag, but I was the lead singer in a cover band nice. here in the, in the cities for yeah. like 11 years. Maybe that's why you know my. <laughs> maybe that's why you know Troy. Skewed View was the name of the band. Yeah, you don't know it. <laughs> for people at home. <laughs> no, you don't know it. Pro- I promise you. <laughs> for people uh, listening at home, I'm actually on my way to the airport. To go back to Nashville from the St. Paul Ice Show, and my parents are yeah in, in the in background. The <laughs> my dogs, if you heard any Patiently collars waiting. being shaken about, yeah, <laughs> whimpering, yeah. But uh, one thing I was going to mention, really cool about the Waypoint Outdoor Collective, is they're actually based in Chattanooga, which is not far from Nashville. So I've gotten to go visit their oh, offices. Oh, very cool. I should do that. Yeah. I should plan a trip down there. Yeah, I actually caught my first. Um, we were visiting Knoxville, and I. I got a charter to go on, caught my first striper down there. Oh, I caught cool. a few of them, big ones. It that's was great. that's what I want to get into. I don't now. remember. I don't remember the name of the lake. It was north of Knoxville. If someone like said it, I'd probably Mountain Hill. Nope, that's Oak Ridge. Well, doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, whatever. But I do want to get back down to. Well, a, I'd like to just get back to Nashville because it was really cool. I'd like yeah. to just go there again. And then, yeah, I got. And then I have. Um, a couple connections that that I've made down there that are you know people that are doing stuff in, in the outdoors industry that have agreed to be a guest if I can ever get down there. Cool. So I need to just like make a podcast trip and yeah, line up some stuff. I got people in Louisiana, same thing. It's like it's, but it's hard. You know, you got a full time job and yeah. then I'm trying to do this and you know it's like whew, how do you schedule everything? And then on top of it, I'm also you know a guide, fishing guide and mm. hunting guide and trying to do that in the spring so february i'll be super busy i go yeah. down to arkansas and i uh, guide snow goose hunting so it's like for three months i do that so it's that's going to be really difficult keeping the podcast oh, rolling yeah. with that i want to have hopefully i can have a bunch of shows backlogged right that's always the, i mean the, the perfect thing would be <laughs> just one of the clients just happens to be you know has something that we could talk about and they agree to do it yeah the podcast after the hunt or something would be awesome yeah that you know? would be great but talk about the hunt and um yeah. yeah do you do much hunting at all i don't personally no um i i tried it once when i was a kid but just Didn't wasn't my thing not your thing yeah yeah but i'm all everybody. about supporting people yeah. who do you know so we've definitely had a lot of great female uh hunters on our show uh, Melissa Bachman yeah. was really cool. We actually talked about bow fishing. That's so much fun. <laughs> Which is like hunting but fishing. Yeah, it's <laughs> bow fishing is great. It's 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 a lot of fun. It's a rush. You know, obviously you're out there at night. Most time you do it at night. And for people that don't know, and you're on the bow, you got your bow in your hand, you're you're all you can see is a little bit in front of the boat as mm-hmm. the boat's moving with the lights shining in there and it's like, Oh, there's a fish. And it's like you get it like the rush you yeah. get, it's like when you see a, a yeah, it's a buck it's or really something. quick because it's not like you can see it. You know, even like a buck, like maybe you see a buck coming from a long ways off and it's walking towards you. Sure, mm-hmm. you're gonna get excited. Mm-hmm. It's almost more like pheasant hunting, where it's like the bird jumps up and you, mm. you know it's a bunch of nothing, and all of a sudden there's excitement. You yeah, know, it's like it, it happens really fast and it can get real chaotic real quick. Yeah. It's yeah. I have and not tried that yet. It's pretty fun. It I recommend. Like I highly recommend it anyway. Even just watch it if you're not into yeah actually pulling the string back. You'd you'd have a pretty good time just. You'd get it. I mean, if you're out there watching other people do it and seeing how excited they get yeah. and just watching their emotions flare up. She she told it. us a story, and it's, it was one of her shows, but she was actually bow hunting offshore. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, or bow fishing, I mean, offshore. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like hunting, yeah. Was it for sharks or something? or? Uh, you know what? I'd have to go back and look and see. Gosh, what was it? I can't remember that what it was now, but it, it was. Yeah, she was like, basically, she's trying to balance on the edge of the boat. Like, one of the guys is like holding her, <laughs> you know, I make sure she don't imagine. fall overboard. Man, yeah, because yeah, you got swells out there. I mean, it ain't like a lake or a river yeah. here. Like, that boat's constantly moving. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, what's, what's next in the on your docket what are you uh what are you working towards we've got um one of the coolest things so we got the nashville boat show i'm gonna be doing seminars from the hog trough from the hog trough i've never done seminars before so i'm kind of waking up in night sweats thinking about it do you have subject matter all uh i think i'm gonna talk about uh the importance of knowing where your bait is in the water column and it's gonna be very entry level because we kind of think a lot of people that go to the boat show aren't necessarily avid anglers for sure and so it's kind of a way to kind of introduce them to it hopefully and so i'm gonna demonstrate like using a slip bobber and then maybe like a Ned rig on the bottom and maybe some crankbait in the middle and then a top water. Just kind sure. of show the yeah. diff you know, the importance of thinking about where you're actually yeah. putting your bait. Oh, that's good. That's, that's kind of my, my idea. So and then the live podcast that we're doing Saturday at noon. Um, I think that's January eleventh. Having a bunch of ladies from the LBAA, which is the ladies bass tournament okay. association. Um, and some other women in the area, one lady, she's big into catfishing, you know, so anyway, that, and then at the end of January, we've got the women ice angler project, which is taking place this year on Lake Minnetonka. And they're the theme every year. This is like the fifth year. Every year there's a different theme. Last year it was fishing on Lake Superior, ice fishing out of Bayfield, Wisconsin. Um, this year they're kind of have a camping thing so they're going to be out camping on the ice for five ice camping oh my gosh yeah well that's what everybody does they just cut holes in the ice yeah (laughs) and then beer and listen to the radio and then so (laughs) there's camping (laughs) the the women ice angler project team is like a core group of my co-host barb carey hannah stonehouse hudson who you've had Mm -hmm. on the show um then there's christine Houtman, KJ Houtman, who's an author. She wrote Why Women Hunt. She has a Fish on Kids book series. Um, I think Chantel Winstruck and Ricky Pardon, another. She's a pro staffer with Clam. So there's like a, a core group of, of women that make up the Ice Angler Project team that will be out there camping. Oh, very cool. And the, and the idea is to get more images of women to put in catalogs and other media uh, ice fishing related so they've got a lot of media we're gonna try to get like care 11 and you know different outlets yeah, to come great. out and cover it and then saturday of that week is open to the public so other women can come and fish with the ladies and get a chance to you know rotate through and learn something that'd be and pretty fun yeah so i'm gonna be up there the woman angler and adventure will be up there and we'll be covering that whole oh, event cool. but yeah it'll be cool like lake minnetonka that's what what's the date of that one February 1st is the day that's open to the public. So we have competing events. Oh no. We have um so with the Minnesota Made Ice Fishing Tournament series that I'm a part of, we have an event 
on the second. Okay. Green Lake up by Princeton. Oh, okay. And but the day before that, um, we partnered with uh, Hometown Heroes, cool. which is a, a veteran and um, active military and uh, law enforcement group. And so we're taking a bunch of them out and kind of hosting a uh, we'll twenty five teams of Hometown Hero members, and then we'll um, the Minnesota Made members are just gonna kind of be their guides for the day, basically, yeah. you know, run them around and cool. do whatever needs to be done, drill holes and take deucers out of the hole and help them land fish and whatever whatever needs to be done. Traeger's going to be out there with the grill, grilling up all sorts of good food. Nice. It's going to be a pretty big event, so yeah, we're that looking sounds, forward to that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, you um, probably got to get to the airport, huh? Yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> but um, another thing we've got coming up I forgot to mention was uh, we're going to be going up to Red Lake and doing some ice fishing. Right before the Nashville boat show, so I actually have to fly back. Oh, huge! To get back in, traveling <laughs> yeah. all over the I place. I know, because you were you were in town not that long ago. Yeah, yep. Came up for the St. Paul ice show, and then yeah, I was up here not too long before that. I can't. Oh, might have been going to fish camp. We had fish that's camp what it was up in Wisconsin. Yep, that's yep. what it was. That was cool. Yeah, we were talking there. Yep. So that was kind of the thing, you know, when the, when my job, uh, kind of situation went away you know and I was like gosh I've got all these opportunities coming up that if I don't like try this now when am I ever gonna no and I think I think you're getting in at a good time I feel like um you know YouTube is saturated and not that it's not still a legit right platform you know with with ways to make money but I kind of see the same thing happening with podcasts now. Just like you said, you know, you got a bunch of people you yeah. know are like, I want to start a podcast. And I hear the same thing all the time. And I, I tell everybody, do it. Go for it's it. It's super yeah. easy. And then, like, it's a lot of no, work. There's, it is work, but, but it's really, it's, it is, but it's not like super hard work in that the thing, like the people that talk about it, I know they're not afraid of hard work. Mm-hmm. The thing is just the unknown is what stops them. They're like, I don't know what equipment to use. The tech part kind of freaks them out. I'm like, dude, you put your phone on the table. Mm-hmm. hit record yeah it's that easy go. really i mean yeah there's different platforms that you can just record and it goes yeah right and to, they do all the yeah. yeah you subscribe to a service and you upload it one time to that service and then that spams it out to yep. all the channels whether it's <laughs> done. apple podcasts or <laughs> whatever itunes or uh, iHeartRadio, whatever all of them that's so that yep. part what i think would be the actual hard part you know Mm-hmm. It's taken care really of for you. It's hard. really not that. It yeah. really isn't that hard. <laughs> I mean, you can make it as hard as you want. Exactly. I mean, you can edit it as much as you want. You can, you know. And I personally don't do a ton of editing. I, mean, mm-hmm. I just trim a little bit of the front, you know, like we did here. You just sit down and hit record because then I can get levels and stuff. And mm-hmm. then a lot of times I get good conversations before we get talking. Right. Because you have to have seen that when you put these headphones on people, they change a little bit. Right. You know, they're like, oh, yeah. oh, we're recording now. I got to be proper. I have to <laughs> say the right thing. It's like, no, I I want this show to be like legit conversations. Just yeah. two people talking or four people talking or that's, however many guests I have. some of the most fun episodes we've had where I was just thinking about the Women Ice Angler Project last year up in Bayfield, Wisconsin. I had my Zoom H6 and I just set it out and we're in the shack fishing and just that converse organic conversation. You just have the microphone that goes on the top. Yeah. I haven't used it. Does yeah. it pick up sound? It does. Pretty yeah, well. It sounds really good, and it gives you a cool 
ambiance kind of I'll have to feel. try that. So we see. did some, so I, I was down in Florida recently too. I've been going down there quite a bit. And I did my first episode from the boat where we were actually fishing. Nice. I was interviewing the captain, Captain Stacy, and um, I haven't, re- we haven't released that one yet, but I'm really looking forward. To, uh, I think that one's going to be really Stacey. cool. Have I heard Captain Cap- Stacy? Captain Stacy Horak is her name. She's out of Homosassa, Crystal River area. Hmm. So, yeah, more Crystal Sounds River. Yeah. But yeah, no, hmm. she's she's pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think. She she does some seminars and stuff down there, so you might have seen her come across yeah, social know, media or something. The name was somewhat familiar, but yeah. <laughs> who knows? Saltwater, I'm also terrible with names, so Saltwater's a whole nother world. Well, that might be. Which I wonder if she was on the Tom Rowland podcast. Could have been. Which, speaking of Tom, I'm hoping to get back over because his studio is actually in the Waypoint offices. Oh, nice. So, I mean, hopefully in the next few weeks here, you're going to get back over there and do a show with him. That would be awesome. I'd love to get down there and talk yeah. to him. I might fangirl a little bit, but I'll be, <laughs> I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, so. that was one of the things, like, freak out moment when um, Chet contacted me from uh, Waypoint. And uh, I was like, yeah, I was kind of looking for something like that. And mm-hmm. it was great that they reached out to me. I mean, that was yeah. really flattering. And then... When I looked at the list of people on, I'd already heard of Waypoint because of Tom Rowland. And mm-hmm. then it was like, just like seeing his name. And then the first time, and then like joining and everything is smooth sailing until they had like the group chat or the group messaging thing. And it's like, there's Tom Rowland. There's <laughs> <laughs> me. I was like, I'm freaking out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I haven't yet met him, but I've heard that he's like, super helpful like open book kind of guy yeah he sounds know? he sounds like it so, definitely comes across that way as yeah. a very approachable yeah person which you know so far most people in this industry that i've met you know have been that way mm-hmm. at least in the the podcasting realm um not not a lot of egos not i mean everybody seems willing to help the next person out it's kind of a unique thing you know in the world of entertainment mm-hmm. business to for people to work that well you know be, be so willing to work with your would-be competition it's right kind of nice it is nice <laughs> yeah it's not yeah, a, it's not a cutthroat industry we found that as well that we've had uh salt strong they were part of the waypoint yep. outdoor collective um but they they don't do advertising and that's kind of part of the whole deal and so yeah they just sell, wasn't they sell their videos and yeah uh, but we've had Joe Simons on our show a couple times, and he's been awesome. We have phone conversations all the time about, you know, how do we make this thing work mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of stuff. So. Yeah, those are the kind of conversations I need to, to have to kind of work on, you know, mm-hmm. things that I'm not, like the marketing aspect yeah. of it. I really got to start, like, soaking up as much of that stuff I can find online to to be better at that for sure and just to expand the reach. Yeah. But it's going great good so slow steady slow and steady um, growth i mean that's That's what you want right to go yeah yeah i I mean that's the the ones that last i think that's you know yeah you can have a couple flashes in the pan but um, slow and steady wins the race right (laughs) that's what i keep telling myself when i lay the head down on pillow (laughs) at night but yep well i gotta let you get going so you get to the airport i want you to be late but i really appreciate you sitting down yeah thanks for having us over and um it was cool we finally 
made it happen. Yeah. Been talking and about for a little while. Yeah. So. Well, keep the lines of communication open. You're yep. ever in the neighborhood, and we got. Let's go out a line together and yeah, that'd be catch awesome. some fish. It'd be fun. Or cool. if I get down in Nashville. Yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, you definitely have to tell me about the pontoon croaky thing. I'm yep. in. I, that would be I great. will make it a point <laughs> to come down there for that 100%. We'll, we'll do some <laughs> just all next all next season, hopefully. Yeah, so. that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be so much fun. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm so in. So, everybody, go check out the Woman Angler and Adventure. Yes. Got, right. Got it. Part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective yeah. with Captain Angie. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Thank you. Join Waypoint TV and LG channels in celebrating Great Outdoors Month. Presented by Battery Tender. Tune in every Tuesday and Sunday in June starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. Channel 109 on your LG Smart TV. You can also watch Waypoint TV at lgchannels.com. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.